This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 24. Today, we hear about the black-tailed prairie dog. We try to guess three mystery animal sounds, zoo news, and a lot more. Good morning and hello and welcome to episode number 24 of Visit the Zoo. And I am your host, Frederick Fishman, and I'm an author and creator of the 12-book, 120-animal Visit the Zoo series of e-books, print books, audiobooks, and of course this podcast and a DVD too. We're going to start off a little bit different this morning. I'm going to do something uh, that I'd like to drop in every once in a while, and it's a little explanation of who we are and why we're doing this so let me roll this in this is uh, our mission statement and also a story too at the head and tail of each episode i usually and quickly mention a bit about the other elements of what this visit the zoo project is all about maybe i should begin by giving you a summary of our mission statement for visit the zoo but first let me tell you a story Several years ago, my wife and I were visiting the Phoenix Zoo, and we stopped at a large enclosure in the Africa section of that zoo. Next to us, a young mother and her child were looking at two animals about 25 feet away. The animals were staring back at us. The young child asked, what was the name of the animal they were looking at? The mother looked straight ahead and said, well, dear, She paused and she was searching for an answer. Well, dear, it looks like a horse, a black and white striped horse, but I don't remember the name. My wife and I looked at each other stunned. I couldn't believe that there was a human being on earth who didn't know that that animal, not more than 25 feet away, was called a zebra, especially since there was signage with information about that zebra only 10 feet away along the railing. My wife and I were talking about what we saw and heard on the drive home. I was still astonished at the lack of knowledge about the animal world. My wife casually said to me, You're a writer. Why don't you write a pamphlet about some of those animals? People can use it to teach their kids. Maybe it can be used as a reference in homes and schools and maybe sold at zoos. Six months, 120 animals, and 12 books later, all of my Visit the Zoo books were published on Kindle as ebooks on Amazon and Amazon.com. Several months later, they were published on Amazon and Amazon subsidiary CreateSpace in print. Several months after that, I published volumes 1, 2, and 3 as audiobooks on Amazon subsidiary Audible at Audible.com. About a year later, I turned Volume 1 in the 12-book series into a DVD, a 35-minute video, available retail on Amazon and wholesale for schools, libraries, and bookstores at Midwest Tape and Allied Vaughn. And finally, I wrote and published a fictional story about the animal world titled Noah, an animal adventure fantasy that is available as an e-book in print and as an audiobook on Audible with all versions available on Amazon. By the way, if you are doing a search for me on Amazon, type in the search bar my full name, Frederick, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K, Fishman, F-I-C-H-M-A-N, and all of my fiction and nonfiction books will appear and you can scroll till you come to the Visit the Zoo series and Noah in books, audio, and DVD. 
that was a lot of work in that 12 book series because of an innocent overheard encounter where a mother could not identify the name of a zebra, a grevy zebra in this case, to her inquiring child. And that is the purpose of the Visit the Zoo project in ebook, print, audiobook, DVD, and this podcast. My mission statement for Visit the Zoo is to introduce, educate, and inform you, young and old, about the animals who share our planet with us. These animals may be as close as in your home or on the other side of the earth. They may live in deserts and rainforests, on savannas and plains, in the mountains, or deep in the 70% of the oceans that cover the planet. I want to tell you about their names, their lives, what they eat, how they live, where they live. I want you to hear, through my descriptions, what they look like, what sounds they make. I want you to know they exist because they surround us. Scientists estimate there are 8.3 billion species of animals who inhabit planet Earth. Humans are one of those species. The rest of those animals are there for us to explore, learn about, and appreciate. That is what I am trying to accomplish. I want you to share in this expedition to the animal world. You can do that by continuing to visit me each week on this podcast or by going to our main website at www.zooanimals.info. There you will find links to all things Visit the Zoo. And that is a little bit about who we are and what we're doing here. And I want to thank you again for joining me for episode number 24 of Visit the Zoo. And about this time, every single week, we start off with Zoo News. So let's have three short stories this time, since that introduction took a little bit longer than usual. And this first story is coming from New Zealand, and it's titled, Karuru Flying Again, Thanks from the NPDC Zoo Staff. This is the new Plymouth District Council in New Zealand. And it says a Karuru, which is a type of a bird, is flying again thanks to care from the NPDC Zoo staff. Karuru have taken a hammering this summer, but staff at the NPDC's Brooklyn's Zoo have been pulling out all stops to get injured and orphaned birds back in the air. The zoo has accepted six of them into its care since December. The injured birds are housed out of the public eye before they're released back into the wild. Some of these animals are protected species, and our keepers have been specially trained in how to care for them. So good on you, as they say down there, and keep up the good work. This next one is from, this next story, excuse me, is from Oklahoma City. There's no sourcing on this, but I'll go ahead and, and read the story anyhow. This is about basketball player, NBA basketball player from the Oklahoma Thunder, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams, without question, boasts one of the most, more eccentric personalities in the NBA something that endears him to a lot of fans. So it should not be necessarily surprising the Oklahoma City Thunder big man made something of a profound statement during the team's visit this week to the Oklahoma City Zoo, sporting a shirt that bestowed upon him the moniker Zoo Ambassador. Adams clearly enjoyed the Thunder Zoo's outing. What's more, here's what he had to say about the interactions with the denizens that occupy the Oklahoma City Zoo and Botanical Gardens. The notion that he prefers 
the company of animals as opposed to fellow human beings actually makes a lot of sense in light of what we know about this charismatic New Zealander. And photographs from Adam's day at the zoo confirm his friendliest or friendly disposition was to the myriad of animal species. And finally, this is from Folsom, California. There's a princess at Folsom City Zoo Sanctuary. She's about six to seven inches long. She has spots and likes to eat mealworms. Any guesses? The zoo sanctuary princess is a leopard gecko named Princess Buttercup. Princess Buttercup lives in this small reptile house at the zoo sanctuary. Her home is furnished especially for her. Her aquarium has two heat bulbs at one end, providing her a temperature in the mid-90s. She enjoys the heat. The opposite end of her aquarium has a UV light to allow a cooler area when she wants to break from the higher temperatures. The largest species of leopard gecko with adult males reaching 8 to 11 inches in length. The adult females are slightly smaller. A leopard gecko's diet includes only insects. Freshwater with mealworms is a favorite meal for Princess Buttercup. And that is our zoo news for today. And we come to the animal sound segment of our Visit the Zoo podcast. And I'm going to play three animal sounds. I'm going to let you listen to it carefully and see if you can guess what they are. And later on in the episode, I'll let you know what animals you were listening to. Okay, let's listen to our first animal sound. That should get your attention, and I've heard that sound, believe it or not. So it's an animal of the southwest deserts here. Let me play it again. Okay, here is our next animal sound, and this is going to be a little more difficult. All right, let me play that one more time. And finally, here is our third mystery animal sound of the day. three mystery animal sounds for this episode of Visit the Zoo. I'll be playing now our full animal description for episode number 24, and this is about the black-tailed prairie dog. And in this description, I'll be doing the read from one of my three audiobooks for Visit the Zoo. Back in 1804... During the Lewis and Clark expedition, Captains Lewis and Clark discovered these curious and noisy little animals, the black-tailed prairie dog. Lewis and Clark were so intrigued, they captured one with effort and sent it back to President Thomas Jefferson in Washington, D.C. It was a big hit back then to observe this ball of energetic fur. They may look cute and cuddly, but stay away from them during mating season. They can be aggressive. They are rodents, about 1 to 3 pounds in weight and about 14 to 17 inches long. Some prairie dogs hibernate or sleep during winter. These black tails don't, although they may lounge around and become a bit lazy. Their habitat stretches from Canada in the north to Mexico in the south, mostly in short grass prairies. They eat plants, grasses, 
roots, and an occasional insect or two. They live in what are called underground towns. They construct and dig out separate rooms in these towns where they eat, sleep, store food, or just play. They once numbered in the hundreds and hundreds of millions. That number has been reduced because of their shrinking habitat. Colonies range from a couple families to thousands. Their communication system with its yelps, yips, and barks is sophisticated with different sounds for different purposes. They do have predators such as coyotes and badgers, bobcats, various hawks, and the golden eagles. And that's a little bit about the black-tailed prairie dog. Now let's go back to the animal sounds and let's see if you can guess what those animals were. First, here is the first animal sound. That is a North American cat that's called the bobcat. And it appeared here in North America about 1.8 million years ago and it ranges from Canada to North America and my backyard. There are 18 subspecies and their habitat is wooded, semi-deserts, fringes of urban areas, cities large and small, forests, swampland. They prefer to eat rabbits, but they will attack birds, their small cats. Small domestic animals, too, will suffice. Even though they are hunted and trapped, their population seems to remain stable. They are tan to grayish-brown with black streaks, and they are about 18.7 to 49.2 inches long. They have a stubby tail, and that's how they got their name, Bobcat. They weigh anywhere from 14 to 40 pounds. They're very agile, and they're very muscular. They're active mostly at twilight. Certainly, they could be active in your backyard, so protect your pets. All right, here is our next animal sound. And that animal, with its extraordinarily long snout and long tongue, is called an anteater. And it eats, you guessed it, ants and termites. It's as long as six feet and as short as 14 inches, depending upon the subspecies. And the tongue is as long or longer than their long head and snout. And they can wiggle and flick that long tongue down into ant and termite holes as much as 150 times a minute. They have no teeth. They use that curved claw to rip open the ant trails. And they have long, long tails, long bushy tails. They're mostly solitary. They stay away from people as much as possible. They have a lower body temperature than any mammal living at 91 to 97 degrees. They are the school mascot of the University of California and Irvine. So that is the anteater. Finally, here is our third animal sound. That is the Arctic and subarctic cetacean known as the beluga whale. It has a large bulbous protuberance on its forehead it uses for echolocation, and its voice has got a twitter or chirp in it. The males grow up to 18 feet long, and they weigh up to 3,500 pounds. They have stocky bodies that are mostly made of blubber or fat. They have an excellent sense of hearing. They're slow swimmers, but they can dive deep, almost as deep as 2,300 feet. The majority live in the Arctic region around North America, 
Greenland, Russia, and only the Intuit and, and several other native Alaskan tribes can legally hunt for a subsistence. They're considered threatened and critically endangered. They are the most common whale found in large aquariums. So that is our three animal sounds for today, and we'll have more again next week. And we're coming to the end of our little bit longer episode today, and usually I'll read a poem, but since we took up time at the beginning of this episode for the mission statement, I'll skip that. Although I am tempted to do one poem, and it's very short, and I can claim credit for it because I've been saying it for years, but I got it from someplace else, I'm sure. It's about spring, and spring, of course, just occurred about two or three days ago. Let me just read this little short ditty about spring. Spring is sprung, the grasses riz. I wonder where the birdies is. Well, I'm sorry for torturing you with that little poem. Please join us again uh, next week for another episode of Visit the Zoo, where we will have more animal news, mystery sounds, animal description, and, and maybe we'll have a surprise or two. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to this podcast. We are in nine separate directories, including our host, Podbean. Visit the zoo podbean.com also you may want to check out our website our main podcast website at zooanimals.info that's zooanimals plural dot info and my author website at frederickfishman spelled f-i-c-h-m-a-n dot com and if you want to help support everything we do here at visit the zoo you can go to our patreon site at p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash visit the zoo that's patreon.com slash visit the zoo. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you had a great time and we'll do another visit the zoo next week. Bye-bye.